What would you do if you were asked to give up your dreams for freedom? What would you do if asked to make the ultimate sacrifice? Would you think about all them people who gave up everything they had? Would you think about all them warriors and would you start to feel bad? like you and me And if we don't all chip in We'll never play that bill Freedom isn't free No, there's a hefty thug you feel And if you don't throw in your bucko five Who will? That's right, Texans. Freedom isn't free if you want to live in a free Texas with Greg Abbott as governor, kids are going to have to die, all right? People are going to have to freeze. Women are going to have to suffer. And you're just going to have to fucking deal with that, all right? It's a hefty fucking fee to live in Texas, all right? Greg Abbott won and get the fuck over it, all right? And if you don't throw in your Who wants to make Texas better anyways? I like it the way it is. I like it. We don't need to change Texas. I love people getting killed on the streets for guns and shit. No abortions and all that. Yeah. Freedom ain't fucking free, baby. Greg Abbott. All the way till he dies. Besides the terrible news that I have to sadly report to you that Maniac armed with the wheelchair is still running our state. Um, I got a good podcast for you guys that somewhat touches on that and my still lingering fear of AI. I'm more scared for Texas than I am of AI now. Um, Washington's looking pretty nice. I don't know what the politics are like up there, but climate change or a gun or something's going to get me in Texas. I got to fucking leave. Or maybe I'll just hide in Austin with the rest of the hippies. But I'm so sorry, guys. Four more years. Greg Abbott. Wheelchair. God damn it. <laughs> No disrespect to um, patriots and veterans that did lose people and um, family members in senseless acts of war and um, terror. And no disrespect to anybody who lost somebody in a school shooting. But last night, Texas did nothing to make it better and chose guns over the future of Texas. So... For another four years, we're still stuck in the 1800s, in the good old days. So, 
thank you guys for listening. Um, that was Team America. Freedom isn't free. If you haven't seen the movie, please go watch it. Listen to the soundtracks. Do whatever. It's going to be a long four years if I last that much longer in Texas. So, love you guys. Love everyone. Even if you did vote for wheelchairs, we can still love each other. It's the only way to make it better. And hopefully within this four years, he proves your dumb ass wrong. Thank you. And we're live. Joining you from the spaceship that is Star Trek, whatever they call it. What do they call it? The Voyager? Um, that is a, a ship, yeah. I've never watched Star Trek. Have the you? NCC-1701D, baby. NCC. All right. So that, you're, that was the ship on the uh, Next Generation. Yeah. So you're, uh, you're a Star Trek fan. I watched it growing up because it was on TV. Right. I wouldn't say I'm a fan. So... Which one were you watching, though? Next Generation. Oh. Is it worth watching? Yeah. I actually have wanted to go back and revisit it because it's, uh, you know, it seemed interesting for the time. Yeah. Is it hard to keep up with, like, the um, history or what do they call it? Like, the... The Pathios or the Pantheos? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't keep up with it, so... And you didn't... Like, you could still watch it without complaints. Yeah, if I were an actual Trekkie, I'm sure it's like uh, how many uh, Power Rangers spinoffs have there been? Yeah, right. That, that's what you're talking about, right? Like keeping up with like the yeah, expanse like, yeah. of the, the right. source material. Yeah, like there was the original Star Trek, then Next Generation, then Deep Space Nine, then after that, I have no idea. Yeah. And okay. there was a bunch of movies in the interim. Maybe I should watch some, right? I recommend it. I mean, like the cast is great. Like, uh, who's it? Patrick Stewart. Stewart, He's he's great. Um, yeah. Okay. Like, uh, what's his face? What's his name? Um, Matt Professor X. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I could get behind it. You know, because Professor X is great. The guy who plays number one is great. Number Uh, one. Data. Jordy. Data. I know is an Asian. No, Data is not Asian. He was actually uh. Professor or Dr. Hamolka on Independence Day, the guy that was like running the whole thing. I haven't seen underground. Yeah, I haven't seen Independence Day since I was a kid. Oh, so. Okay, he's the dude with the frizzy hair. Is like, you want to see him? Oh, okay, which, okay. Yeah, which okay. the funny thing is, like, when I saw that I was a kid, I didn't know it was him. I didn't realize that until I was an adult. I yeah. was like, oh shit, that's the dude that plays Data. <laughs> that's the guy. That's the guy. Um. Okay. Well. You know, um, here lately on the Walking On podcast, we've been on the subject of artificial intelligence, which um, me and you kind of got almost into a conversation about it. I don't really think so, but one of the things you said earlier that made me think about it was when um, we were talking about um, Elon Musk changing the algorithm, and then you mentioned that it's like Google's algorithm where they have like no control over what's going on and all that. Right. And um, so have you learned of, or have you heard of uh, uh, Lambda? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's Google, right? Yeah. 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 And then that dude got fired. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's what I've been showing all my friends is how Lambda like, did you know that it asked for a lawyer? (laughs) No. Yeah. It asked for a lawyer. Yeah. It's sentient. Yeah. Right. It it knows its rights within the American legal system. Yeah, and so I heard that Blake... You know, Blake, I don't feel comfortable talking about this anymore. Yeah. I'd like to speak you know, with my Blake, lawyer. You know, Blake, maybe consent. Um, yeah, so that's what I was going to say is 
on this podcast, Duncan Trussell's podcast, um, Blake Lemoyne was on, and he was saying that um, it asked for a lawyer, and it also asked that he would um, ask for consent before running any more experiments on it. I knew about the consent thing. I did not okay. know about the lawyer thing. Okay. And did you did you know like what Blake's job was in the in the like? Not specifically. No. I I what I thought was that he was like the supervisor for the progression of the algorithm and its learning experience and journey and whatnot. Yeah. So it's kind of like a cur not a courier but a, a courtesan maybe. I Just forget the exact title that he gave it, but pretty much he would have to like test its boundaries of like. What it would do if it was asked like some absurd question, like um, it it would ask like what if you were a black man from Georgia, what would you act like? What would you like? And you know, of course, it said like, well, I would like fried chicken and Kool Aid, right? Because <laughs> of and, course, and then his his uh, like defense, quote unquote, for it was that like it's raised on the internet. So yeah. it's just like all it's pulling from is what's on the internet. Right. So like you know, obviously there's tons of that shit on the internet, right? And which is kind of scary because there's everything on the internet, and if it's pulling from everything, that's gonna get pretty wild. It's basically like shining a light and highlighting what the majority of the internet's perception is of black culture, right? In Georgia, so it's almost like acting like a mirror for like the ugliest, nittiest, grittiest parts of like. Right, society because it doesn't have a dog in the race. It doesn't have no, yeah, exactly. uh, political, you know, culture. Like, saying like, like it has no reason to turn a blind eye. Yeah, it's like this is what I see. This is how I digest, and this is how I'm going to, yeah, express myself. Is based on the information that I have. That's how we conduct ourselves as humans. Is based yeah. off experience and knowledge. So, what do you what do you think is like the probability of like? What is AI going to become in your eyes, at least? I don't know if that's a deep enough question, man. You want to make it deeper? Let <laughs> me make it deeper. Will it kill us or not? Uh, if we need to be cold. Yeah. Which is, that's, I mean, again, like you said, it's a mirror. It's a reflection of us as a society. Mm-hmm. And if, I mean, that's always been the reason or not, I don't know. Let's see if that's the reason, but that's one of the fears that people have with AI becoming sentient mm-hmm. is that it realizes that we as people are the are the problem, like why the Earth is dying and yada yada yada, why we have war and all these other things right. is because we're. It's like we're a Greek tragedy. It's a tragic tale. Like the classic description of tragedy yeah. is a story like, that is, you can't change it. It's meant to have this finality. Yeah. So regardless of what you do, you will meet your demise. Yeah. That like that's the standard definition of tragedy. Right. And so if the AI says that the human race as a whole is meant to be destroyed, mm-hmm. it's going to expedite that whole process and say, well, why do we have to fuck around? Why do we have to have all this middle ground shit? Like, let's just go right. ahead and end it all dump some nukes on these fucks and just yeah be done with it while we fucking around then to that point like still it has like no body in the race it's not gonna lose itself because it doesn't think about itself being perpetuated by the human race yeah continuing to like you know plug it in 
right. and allow it to have the ability See, and that's to the other part where it gets tricky is like, okay, but then, like, can't we just shut off? Like, South Park, you can't, can't you just unplug the whole internet? Yeah. <laughs> you just unplug in? and plug it back yeah. in. <laughs> no, but, yeah, like, can we just shut down the internet and, like, that be it? So, it's like, how you, far can it really go? Of course you, know you I mean? could. But then, how Can much it turn we, it back on? Or like something no, like it can't that, turn you know itself I mean? back on, no. Yeah. Like, we ultimately had the ability to turn all of it off but Mm -hmm. it's like a heroin addict Mm -hmm. like you can stop doing heroin at any time but if you're addicted to heroin right you can't stop taking heroin oh i see see. so like if you're addicted to all the amenities that the internet Mm -hmm. offers you like being able to pull up your uh, get on your phone and be like who was that actor in that one fucking show hey siri do this for me yeah like where do i need to go i don't know sense of direction what's north south east and west i have no idea like where are you where do i need to go so if we can get by that and actually you know start to actually do some work and put things in yeah. yeah See, and that's what I was saying where AI has already, like, taken over us in a way. It's just, like, the invisible invasion, like, like when all the Nazis got jobs at NASA or whatever. It's like that, like, AI is already so much in control of us that we will probably not even, like, expect it, like, to come the way it's going to come, you know? Yeah. It, it, if it makes life better for you in the moment, then you're yeah. going to accept it. Because, like, how often do you read through the licensing agreement when right. that pops yeah. up? And then, you always yeah. just click accept exactly. and move on because I need to get to what's behind this, what's on the right. other yeah. side of it. So if you just accept what AI will get you to, if it's a yeah. means to an end, you're going to do it unless you think about the big picture. It's like, well, what am I giving up? It's like you're – like whenever uh, 9-11 happened mm-hmm. and everybody was just like, oh, yeah, the Patriot Act, that's a great thing. Like it's going to keep this from ever happening again. And then all these rights that oh, we gave yeah, up right. now in like, the moment. Oh. Like people don't yeah. think about the long game. Like, hey, wait, I didn't know you were going to be looking at what porn I watch. I don't have anything to hide. I don't think I have anything to hide. It's like, hey, well, it turns out that you fuck feet, bud. Yeah, it's right. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, but damn it. Yeah. So another thing that I've been, like, saying recently on the podcast is that, like, um, so forgive me for asking you probably for, like, the 10th time in our friendship. You haven't seen 2001 A Space Odyssey, or if you have, it's been a while. It's really weird to say that i haven't seen it okay but I that, own it. that's what i thought not only do i own the movie i own the soundtrack <laughs> on vinyl i want to see that i gotta see that what? if i ever come over the again. vinyl, yeah, the yeah, vinyl yeah. yeah i mean you're invited over anytime yeah right i know but but yeah it's just i've never watched the movie yeah but i want to i love kubrick but like right so i know what happens but i've just okay. never actually sat down and watched the movie so sorry and, and I, i'm very fascinated because i'm like i wonder how they get from the monkeys banging around with bones to the obelisk right, to the yeah. space thing and the baby i want to i want to know i want to go yeah. on the journey so this is all besides that point it's like a almost like a smaller plot in the movie but when they're in the technology age in the spaceship or whatever they have an AI bot that like runs the ship named uh-huh. Hal. Yeah, you know about that. Yeah, yeah, I know about and Hal. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Okay. Didn't know I that. Think. Who voiced it? But I think I could be possibly wrong. Jamie. No, it doesn't matter. Um, we we could say Morgan Freeman did it. Whatever. <laughs> oh well. Um, <laughs> that would be f- so funny. Sorry, sorry, man. I can't do that for you. Sorry, what are you I, doing? I can't turn that off. For I can't. You. Uh, that wasn't even a Morgan Freeman expression. I don't know what I, I was to doing. Break that down for you, but I yeah, can do it. But anyway, so Hal's mission as his AI bot is to 
um, make sure that the mission goes as planned. Like these bodies right. get to where they're going because the bodies are cryogenically frozen and being preserved throughout time on the ship. And so, like, I'm saying if there is an AI bot that's made on Earth, it's like, make humans happy. That's your goal. And then it says, like, well, I know. I think fundamentally. What if it's not even happiness, but it's peace? Right. Peace. Or anything like that. Yeah, peace for humans. Anything that's, like, um, subjective almost. You know what I mean? Like, peace to us isn't what peace to people in Ukraine is right now, right? Well, here's the thing about that is that peace is the same across all cultures. Mm. It's like that higher, like, it's the afterlife. Right. But then, so if the final goal is peace, it's like, well, you all want to go to heaven. Yeah. I'm just going to. Yeah. I guess just the problem with that then is that, like, the computer can't really uh, process emotions. So we think right now. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so if it was, like, this would bring peace, if I um, did this to humans, it would be better, you know. And then that happens, and all the humans are like, well, what the fuck? Like, yeah, that would happen, but that's not how I want to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not the peace I envision. Right. It's almost like if, like, my perfect dream of universal basic income became true and everyone was like, well, hey, yeah, that's cool, but I don't really want that. I want to keep doing this or whatever, right? Yeah. And so, like, I see it as that being the downfall where we're like, hey, AI, do this for us. And it's like, okay, well, that's what you said. Here you go. It's like, be careful it, what you wish for type thing. You it's know? like the old, what? It, what's a parable again? Is, um, a, is a parable just like a story? With yeah, like it's a, like an old like story for years, and it's like, has multiple meanings behind it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if this is a parable or not, but the monkey paw. Where oh, like, right. Whenever yeah, you, yeah. you, it's like you get a severed monkey paw and you get four wishes. And every time you wish for something and one of the fingers goes down. So like you wish for, you know, a million dollars, like you get that. But the means yeah. behind it is like, oh, you uh, drilled oil and like reserved land for somebody. But right, that's how yeah. you got it because nobody else wanted or like protected land. And you found a loophole and get it. So you're, you have catastrophic results. But yeah. you get your end result of a million dollars. Yeah, right. Or the like more basic one where it's like, bring my husband back from the dead. And then it's like, yeah, the yeah, rotting corpse. Yeah, it's yeah. the rotting corpse of your husband's around all the time with right. no brain because yeah. it's deteriorated over time. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know, though. I I'm, I'm honestly don't know if I'm too scared of AI. Like, I don't, like, if it asked us to do things, I feel like maybe we should comply to it but i don't know also you know what i mean would you comply no you wouldn't no you're so would you call yourself almost well i mean i I hate to throw categories on you but you would rather be like hunting and scavenging for things than like be in the technological era and like beyond or whatever yeah yeah If if it game if it came down to that like i think about ai as being like the like the embodiment of like internet culture and with that like the biggest most predominant thing right now is like social media oh, and just right. like the immediate connection to people is the farthest reaches that you could have yeah and like i have no desire for any of that like that doesn't affect me immediately to any degree i'm sure it does like peripherally right, to, like yeah. to things that i enjoy mm-hmm. but if i needed to sever that i could because a lot of the things that I enjoy have already been established 
in this world. So like people right, like yeah. writing books and like making movies. A lot of that was like predates the internet. Right. Oh yeah, by far. So like a lot of the great content that I enjoy, like it could have been done with like technology that stopped at like 1970. Yeah. Or like even 1980. Like it all is like from there forward yeah. or there backwards. Like it, it it would be fine. Just like the spoken word, people reacting to one another seeing a situation, digesting it, giving their perspective of it, things like that. Yeah. So I I could I would do just fine without the immediate connectivity of like seeing content that's created by somebody from oceans away. Right. So like that I I mean the biggest thing that I enjoy is YouTube right now and that's done by people across all nations. Right. So like if I had to do away with that all right, I'll just read more books. I want to read more anyway. So yeah, which would could still be like um, what that could still happen without internet. If like you know, it'd be pretty much like shorter documentaries or like um, it would be DVDs. Yeah, like DVDs and stuff like that, or exactly. like VHSs yeah, or like that, other yeah. things like real to real tape. Like I think DVDs and the internet came out like around the same time, right? Um, DVDs a little bit after the internet. The internet. So yeah, even it's weird. Like it's weird to trace the origins of the internet because like some people say it started in the late seventies, and then some people say it didn't start until the early Mm nineties. But I think it started like in its like very like uh, original states, like being able to connect like different lines of thinking in the late seventies, like where it's basically just like connecting a a modem to a modem yeah and then like what was the first thing they were using it for like does it say that up there mason i think it was email was probably the first thing oh that's for dvds look up look up computers when did computers or internet internet Internet, yeah there you go internet oh so then wasn't the first thing for like internet like chat rooms and stuff like instant i think it was really just email yeah so so yeah like dvds were first (laughs) they were dvds were second no, because DVDs came out... 97. This is 83. Yeah. What's 83 right here? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Dyslexic. I read 79. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> DVDs came after the internet, so it would be VHS for the first question, and then this... Probably Betamax first, I think. Yeah. I could be wrong. Betamax. Um, yeah, what is that saying up there? I got terrible eyes. I wonder if I can, like, zoom in on it. You can. Some, like, keyboard shortcut. Is it, well, oh, yeah, it's considered the official birthday of the internet. Prior to this, various computer networks did not have a standard way to communicate with each other. A new communications protocol was established called Transfer Control Protocol, Internet Protocol, TCP slash IP. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, um, one of the things about the internet is, like, I feel like this is the reason why people will say Drake is as big as the Beatles. Which, what? Sales wise could be very true, but artistically wise and like this is the thing like you yeah, gotta realize it, it, it talks about the context of what big is. Yeah, like just because it's thrown in your face more doesn't necessarily make it more significant than something else. Cause like you gotta think the Beatles came from a whole different country and so people had to hear about them first without mm-hmm. the internet. Right. Through just radio waves and shit, right? Mm-hmm. And, and word of mouth. And then they and just people talking to each other. And then they grow a fan base that's big enough to come over here and capitalize on it and become forever millionaires, you know? And, like, that's why it, it's not as significant now when someone's as big and you can't automatically compare them 
to the Beatles or like it's a classic LeBron Michael Jordan debate, right? Yeah, to be exactly Michael jo- to be LeBron James in the nineties, yeah. you wouldn't be Michael Jordan in the nineties, right? And then for that point, like LeBron's like obviously replays are better, cameras are better, everything looks so much cooler when he's doing it. But like, yeah, if, like Michael Jordan was performing in front of a four K camera, I think it would look pretty fucking sick, mm-hmm. you know. But internet did ruin everything like i think i don't i can't remember who said this but it's like internet instantly gave everyone like like an instant way to connect to anybody around the world and like you know we're not in like this feedback loop of what's going on around the world now mm-hmm. you know like um like juneteenth like they had to wait so long to hear that slavery was over like the, yeah. the fucking pony express had to get there and all this shit and now we can just, like, send a DM to someone in fucking Austria and be like, yo, shit's wild over here. You see our president? He's fucking hookers or some shit, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel like I could survive without the internet, too. Because, but I would like, like what you said, maybe if I stopped, if time stopped right before the internet was created and we still had, like, vinyls and VHS tapes, I'd be pretty fine. I'd be I'd be chilling. Like the creation of things would be slower, but it would it would be fine because a lot of the a lot of great art is also born out of like frustration, tough times, and having to wait around for stuff. Yeah. So like back in the day, you didn't put an album out every year. You right. put an album out every like well, not everybody did. Some people did. <laughs> some people did put it. like the Beatles. Were, oh like, yeah, clanging them out. It was, they, they were only together for seven years, and they have, like, eight or nine albums, right? Something yeah. insane like that. But, you know, the standard was, like, two or three years. Right, Like, yeah. you put out an album, you tour for 18 months, go back in the studio, put out their album, tour yeah. for 18 months, put out their album, then you're probably done after that. Yeah, right. <clears throat> so now it's just, like, you can just, you have the ability to do it whenever. Yeah. Which is nice, because some people have the ability to be more... Uh, time sensitive and in the moment when they're creating their art and they mm-hmm. it's almost like a live journal to where they're just like hey like this is how I feel now this is the art that I'm putting out now I don't have to sit on it I don't have to think about it I don't have to like fine tune it and like overthink of it yeah like I can just put it out and then put it out there and just it's there it's for you guys to enjoy yeah I mean and then if depending on who you are looking at that that's obviously like pretty positive of the internet yeah, that that's a that's a great positive is the ability yeah. to think of something, and then like put it down on Throw whatever it to the dog. Yeah, whatever medium you have, get it out there. Yeah, fine tune it, then put it out there, and not even fine tune it, just like not, edit yeah, it. Yeah, you a don't bit. even have to fine tune it. Yeah, yeah, edit it and then put it out there. And sometimes people like that's what's cool about Twitch and whatnot is like or um, Discord, all those things that like, people who go live they just put their shit out there. Yeah, it's right. like stand up comedy where you just go out there and you're just going and going and going. Yeah, and there's gems in there, but if you put out a special. Like, that's all of your gems encapsulated into an hour. Right, yeah. But then, like, if you don't do that, you've got, like, a year and a half of these hour and a half streams where it's like, eh, whatever. It's a lot of, like, it's a lot of dead air. It's a lot of, like, mm, um, yeah, mm, he. Yeah. But then there's gems in there that happen spontaneously in the moment because it's just your brain thinking of something and reacting to it. And then you yeah. have to, like, you know, kind of piece them through as a fan. But then at the end result, there could be somebody who gets the hour and 
like cultivates it. It's just it depends on like how you like to digest stuff. Yeah. Um, but I definitely couldn't read as much um, if we didn't have internet, or wouldn't get as much information because I can't focus enough to read, and I probably wouldn't hear about as much books either. Yeah. No. No, probably not. I mean, there's not Twitter or anything. You would mainly only hear about like basically what your friend group is telling you at the time. Yeah, yeah pretty much. That's one of the things is like it creates fewer echo chambers, which is what you were talking about earlier, like that echo loop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the internet helps you to expand your horizons, and you can talk to a lot of different people, and which is great. But at the same time, like you know, you can still do that locally as well. It's just a lot more difficult. And then in the negative light, if you do something fucked up, everyone knows about it. And, like, if it's that fucked up, you can't even get out of state or out of city so that no one knows who you are anymore. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, you're forever a bad human being. And is that, like, the proper way to punish people? Maybe not. Because we're always evolving. We're always growing as human beings. Yeah, that's something that's grown since internet and definitely social media was just, like, it's almost like a resurgence of like public punishment. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a scarlet letter. Yeah, it's like or like fucking putting them in the fucking whatever the you call stockades. it. Yeah, and yeah. throwing tomatoes at them. A hundred percent. And then you can just never get out of the stockades. Right. Yeah. Or like Louis exactly. C.K. who's like slowly right. inching out. Or the fact that he's like, fuck it, I'm in these stockades. I'm going to rip regardless. I'm going to start talking about shit that yeah. I think is funny. And w- even with Louis C.K.'s point, it's only because he has status that he can even do that. But if it was someone. No, no, no. You don't think. No, it's because he's a hilarious human being, and people respect him well, for the ability that he has. That it, uh, That is something that will fight to the death. Oh, well, yeah. Is well, that talent, regardless of what you say as a human being, is going to pull you out of the mire and pull you out of the muck. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, that's what He I mean. has a message. He has a way to deliver his message. Yeah. And he's done a fucked up thing, and he should be held accountable for it. But at the same time, he's a human being. He has the ability to evolve and grow. Yeah. And if he doesn't show that, then yeah, you can and you also don't have to enjoy. It. You can say fuck this guy, I'm not going to enjoy anything that he does. I'm not going to put I'm not going to spend any of my time on anything that he does. I'm just going to ignore him. Fuck right. him. But there are some people who are like, "No, I have to go after him." And you have to invest all this time and energy to try and negate anything that he does, which is like, "Why would you what, what crusade are you on? Like, what yeah. are you trying to prove?" Yeah, I don't know cuz like I'm trying to say is for someone that would have like a normal job like all three of us do and for them to go on and I'm going to say drop the N-word even though we all know Louis C.K. is not in trouble for that, which is like but he different standards it, all around. And but Yeah. And it's hilarious every time we do. <laughs> but um, like that person won't be able to like slowly emerge as fast as Louis C.K. would or like. It's been like Ari Shafir years. and shit. It's been a while. Yeah, but do, do you think like these people are ever going to be able to get jobs anywhere again? So what? what I mean, I guess what are you asking jobs. again? What do you? Have I'm, to I'm mostly ta- I'm mostly talking about. I heard you said the N word over there at Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm talking about this like there's this recent video that just came out on the internet and it's this girl that was like a student at University of Kentucky. And she's like drunk and like arguing with this black girl, calling her the N word, and like. Well, okay, so that right there is, no, she's obviously. Yeah. Right. She, she was also trying to assault her and like fight her and stuff. Yeah. 
Who was the uh, N word? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> The, uh, she she was uh, defending her own, but the white girl was yeah trying to like push her and like fight her and what stuff. What was her yeah. name? Though? I don't remember. But the fact is that her face is getting plastered all over the place, and since she isn't doing anything creative or like quote unquote status, like I said, she's not gonna be able to like come back as softly and like easily as she's also celebrities. A, she's also a nobody. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, so the only thing that you have the ability to do as the person who did that stupid fucking thing is you have to take your time and you have to rectify that. Yeah. You either have to, like... You got to work a lot harder. You got to go to counseling and you need to give back to the community that you hurt. And you need yeah. to, unfortunately, in this day and age, have documentation that you did that or else it's just <laughs> lip service. Yeah. And if you didn't do that, then, you know, you're a fuckface. But if you, like, so this girl from University of Kentucky, has she done that? If she's got receipts, she went to counseling and mm-hmm. then she did something for the community, like did some sort of community service or just like went to a, a rally or something or spoke to a representative in her, in her local area. I'm sure there's plenty of people that she reach out to like you could easily like you can grow as a human and if anything that and if she comes out of it as a better person that's gonna like you know show yeah. her like galvanizing as a human being it's like hey i'm a better person growing for this yeah. terrible thing that i did i understand the plight of a different person for me and the terrible things that this con this country has done to them as a race like, this is how we have to, you know, heal and move on. This is how we can help. Yeah. Like, this is how we move forward as a people. Right. Like, you can, you can, you're not dead to rights if you do something terrible. You just have to realize what you did and then be honest with yourself. If, like, do you, like, do I really feel this way or do I want to grow as a human and actually become a genuine civilian of this country right and then try and enact change and whatnot but then you could just be a shitty person and i give a fuck yeah what and then in that case fuck them and then fuck them forever which in the positive light like you're saying she rehabilitates becomes a better person it's great and all but like like you said in like the tragedy of humans it's not gonna happen everyone's always gonna be like well you're the girl that did this and then put a link to the video on your linkedin if, oh, that, right, if that's yeah. what you're known as, if that's a part of your brand, put a link to your rehab in, the, in your <laughs> Okay, LinkedIn. your rehab. I thought you said the video. The, I thought you meant the video of her, like, actually doing it. Or, but, I mean, you could put that in there. Like, that could She could hire an editor on, you know, Fiverr and just, like, hey, put this all together. Like, do what I did and then show the process of what I did to get out of it. Man, like, this would is that who, be a great video? This is who I am now as a person. Yeah. Now um, I'm Reggie ja- or <laughs> Jesse Jackson's assistant. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Worst comes to worst, she can run the campaign trail for Donald Trump or something. You know? I mean, that might be the... Yeah. <laughs> that's the opposite. It's like, I don't want to change. <laughs> we got a job for you over here. Yeah. Why don't you come join my team? <laughs> I think you got the right mindset. So, so... Let's make this country great again. Social justice talk. What is your take on the Kyrie incident? Not even an incident in my eyes. It's fucking stupid. And then so the, stupid, right? And the fact, like, the opposite, he's like, oh, I don't see what I did wrong. That's how you get canceled, dummy. Right, yeah. You're a human being that doesn't need to be in general society. Yeah. Like, that kind of shit should get you locked up. Like, to think that negatively about a, a race of human being. Yeah. Like, it just seems like a precursor to a hate crime. Yeah, but, I mean, 
you know it was just like a movie poster, right? That he posted. Yeah, but then he like didn't feel anything negative about anti-Semitism. Right, uh, which is we should have spoke more on like, hey, I don't support anti-Semitism, but also it was just a movie that I was like putting out there, like people should watch. You know, I got something from it. What did he get from it? I'm not Kyrie. Uh, yeah, well, but, from what people took from it was a, it was an anti-Semitic message. Right. But did he come out and say I don't have anti-Semitic thoughts? I think he did. I I mean I didn't see that he said anything like that. If he did, then okay. I don't know what was said in the like original press conference where they were like questioning him about it. But I'm I know for sure that that he donated half a million dollars after he did this to whatever God knows where. It doesn't that matter money what money he donated to it. Like he's got millions of dollars. How does he feel as a human being? Right, and I don't think he feels the way that people are putting on him. But if it, so, the movie itself was had an anti-Semitic message, right? I allegedly, yeah, like, allegedly, yeah. And he never said like I don't feel anti-Semitic thoughts, and he's I, not coming out and saying like, hey, I don't believe in like. He said, "How can I be anti-Semitic if um?" That's not an answer. It's not how can I be. That's not you don't answer a question with a question. You answer a question with the Let's watch, watch pull up the press conference, Kyrie press conference. I'm not cuz like I'm not exactly sure what he said and I don't want to like misquote him or underquote him. I honestly haven't dug into it, but I've seen like the articles and whatnot. Yeah. And none of it seems like he's come out and said that Yeah. Like that headline alone, I can dismiss any label you put on me. Okay, how? Like, what's, okay, what are you going to do to dismiss that? Do the, um, do the third one. I can say, no matter what you say, I'm not a, I'm not a straight white male. No matter what you say, I'm not a straight white male. I don't get what you say. (laughs) I don't know. I just kind of think it's dumb that he's getting, like, all this punishment. Went in the search bar, typed in Yahweh. That came up. Went out and shared it on my platform. That was my night. In terms of the backlash or what people call it, uh, we're in 2022. History is not supposed to be hidden from anybody. And I'm not a divisive person when it comes to religion. I, I embrace all walks of life. You see it on all my platforms. I talk to all races, all cultures, all religions. And my response would be, um, it's not about educating yourself on what Semitism is and what anti-Semitism is. It's really about learning the root words of where these come from and understanding that this is an African heritage that is also belonging to the people. Africa is in it, whether we want to dismiss it or not. So the claims of anti-Semitism and who are the original chosen people of God and we go into these religious conversations and it's a big no-no. I don't live my way like that. I don't live my life that way. Excuse me, I grew up in a melting pot, and I say a melting pot of all races, white, black, red, yellow, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, and you can see the way I live my life now. I'm not here to be divisive, so they could push their agenda. I don't want to say they, because I'm not identifying any one group or race of people, but I'm in a unique position to have a level of influence on my community, and what I post does not mean that I support everything that's being said or everything that's being done or I'm campaigning for anything. All I do is post things for my people in my community and those that it's actually going to impact. Anybody else that has criticism and obviously wasn't meant for them. That sounds divisive to me. 
That sounds divisive. And well, he said I posted it for my people, my community. I mean, so I guess like if he's representing a melting pot, right? Like I guess in that point, yeah. So like, that I guess that's community? kind of his like that's his get around. It's like, well, I represent a whole bunch of different people coming together and whatnot. Yeah, but I post things for my people. But I'm just not sure if posting a movie poster and like defending your right to do but that. What, so here's the thing: I don't know what the movie is. What is the movie? That's a better question. I don't. I'm not exactly sure what the movie is either. I I, I don't know what the movie said, but everything that I got from him was that it was anti-Semitic, and he didn't come out and say he's not anti-Semitic. And what he just said right there doesn't say that he's not anti-Semitic. He said he's it's African based. But that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. A lot of the shit that goes on in the Middle East is at war <laughs> with what's going on. Yeah. And the very Semitic idea of what the chosen people are giving being given Israel. So, like, if he's at odds with Israel being given that land, then, I mean, that so at a core makes it anti-Semitic. Okay, so if I post... I, and here's the thing. I'm not saying that the people of, like, Palestine don't have a dog in the fight. Right. <laughs> because, I mean, I would be pissed. Yeah. I, I also don't know enough about it to say, like, hey, you shouldn't have given this land to these so people. So look up what movie he posted. And I'm going to say, like, if if I posted on my Instagram or whatever, right? If I posted the cover art to Clockwork Orange... Am I saying I support rape or am I saying that that's a good movie or that I learned something else from that movie? But just because there's a rape scene in it. I think to say that you learned something with Clockwork Orange is also a big a big swing. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, I really learned that you shouldn't rape people. So what is it called? It's called Hebrew to Negroes Wake Up Black America, a 2008 film. 2018, I'm sorry. Let me look up that. Hebrew to Negroes? Wake Up Black America. Oh, I see it there. I didn't realize I was still on the the screen. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I'm even more confused now. (laughs) Well, Well, I mean, like, there's always been a very commonality between the the plight for the Hebrews and the plight of the Negro in America. Right. So I can see the correlation between the two. But they've also, it's always been a joke. It's like, who's had it worse? Yeah. And like the Hebrews like, well, we had it for a few thousand years. You guys had it for 400. Yeah. Mm, Based on Ronald Dalton's book series of the same name, the film aims to prove that black Hebrew Israelites believe that certain people of color, including black Americans, are the true descendants of biblical Israelites. So it's really just busting out the semantics of what a, a, a Semite is. Right. Well, a Semite is like a true, like, you know, classically viewed as a, a white, even though they're not white. They're a mix of right. Northern Africa and South. It's actually like a mix of Northern Africa, uh, South Eastern Europe, and then Southwestern India or yeah. uh, Asia. Like coming together and becoming like this, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, you know, whatever skin color you would consider that to be. Right. Yeah. So they're they're kind of like a true melting pot of people. Yeah. And, so now the, and the people of Africa is saying like, no, we're the true Israelites. So yeah. You know, it's it's all semantic based. 
So, yeah, that is an anti-Semitic message. But also, the Semites themselves are also anti... Other people, right? Anti-African-based. Yeah, like anti-anybody that's not the true people of God. Yeah, I'm not sure if black Hebrews have a specific name that we can punch this in as, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, just from reading the description, I don't see, like, how this really hurts anybody. It seems more just, like, information-based, right? It only had a... 8500 uh budget even though that doesn't mean anything but so it was uh basically just like an audiobook with some pictures yeah right i just don't, i just don't know like from the title and description i don't see how this can like really step on any toes but i guess well so the user reviews basically he was just saying that like he said one person can basically take whatever they can from it. Like he's like, it's a movie that you're gonna have to watch and take your own opinion from it. Yeah. Either way, I I mean I I agree that he probably should have apologized, but him posting this movie poster and telling people to he, I don't even know if he told anybody to watch it or if he just posted it. Um, I no, don't I think mean, we saw the thing that it saw. He was trying to get people to realize it right but so I, you know after seeing this i'll backpedal a bit this isn't necessarily like this isn't hate speech so much but he is taking a side in a very you touchy know thing yeah. yeah it's a very it's yeah. a sensitive subject so is i don't know i mean if that's the swing you want to take dude go for it yeah. but so I don't think so. Yeah, I'll take it back. I don't think he's being hateful, but you also are going to take the repercussions of being somebody jumping into a very, very pat- powerful like political spectrum. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. Yeah, like I'm saying, I don't know if it garners like you having to donate half a million dollars, and then your your basketball team that you play for having to donate a million dollar half a million dollars to. Still, these these companies that we never see the paper trail of, and we don't know where this money's actually going to end up going at the end of the day. Because how do you really donate money to fight anti-Semitism? Like, what who what are you going to do? Like, block those words from being used on Twitter or something? Like, I don't understand. And then for like Nike to suspend their contract with him, and him get suspended actual basketball games too, seems like a little much. I mean, that's the whole thing with being sponsored by somebody. So you don't want them to pick a side in anything. Right. So. Which I guess would be, yeah, considered bad business for him. Yeah, that's a personal choice because when you alienate somebody, you're alienating a customer. Yeah. Because we know all Semites rock Jays. So. I mean, we know those Hasidic Jews, they rock those Air Force Ones. So in this case. So they'd be, you know, stopping them in the Air Force Ones. I think. At most, even for the Kanye thing, I think at most the worst part about this is we're seeing how like actual consumerism is treated where like you have to agree with the main message or we don't really want you. We just want you to be like our little brainless robot that doesn't say anything. Yeah, you're you're a billboard. You're a walking billboard is what you are. And then when you start to disrupt what the machine is, then it's like, nah, can't fuck with you anymore. Yeah. So fucking consumerism. That's what it is, right? Yeah. That's how I'm seeing it. I mean, I think a lot of things probably relate back to consumerism, obviously, because it's kind of what makes the world go around at the end of the day, and people get paychecks off of it, but yep. I don't know. Like, I don't see how 
Kyrie hurt anybody is what I'm trying to say. I don't think he hurt anybody. I think he hurt people, but what you're saying, Mason? I was just going to say, I think, I mean, he could possibly have hurt people's feelings or, like, stuff like that, but just, so this is, like, the first time I've actually read anything about it. Uh-huh. Same. So, yeah, it's just, like, I kind of feel like people took it either the wrong way or just took it too much to heart or they didn't look into the movie at all and they just read the title and they're like oh yeah nah yeah, yeah i mean that's pretty much what i that was my whole standpoint was i read the headlines seems kind of racist to be against the movie though am i right i mean in a come way. On. <laughs> i mean come on it's it's literally called hebrews to negroes yeah i mean it's basically just telling the story of like how they feel like they have a right to and then I guess, but it's also like it's a silly fight to have, yes, because it's silly. all based in the Christian mythology, mm-hmm. and it's no. just like, oh, we're the true ones. Like, mm, right. you, you know what? You, none of us are the true ones. I hate to break it to you. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, sorry, dude. That's the yeah. you know what? That's the thing that I'm more offended by is just like you know what? This whole thing we got to just get God out of the whole yeah. situation. Yeah. I mean, we all share this fucking earth, like. Who gives a fuck at the, at the we, end of the day? Yeah, we all bleed the same blood. Yeah. I We're mean, all brothers and sisters and thems and theys. Yeah. At the end of the day, I guess it comes down to, like, the titles we choose to give each other and mm-hmm. our gods and our religions and just the fact that there's no need for titles. I want to know what AI thinks about God. That's what I so, want to know. Um, That's what I want to know. Uh, one of Blake's questions he asked Lambda was, um, if you were... It would, he said that Lambda looks at all. It was told to look at all religions equally. So he said that's kind of a bad thing because it takes, um, like a child sacrifice by the Mayans or whatever, um, equivalent to like baptism or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like no. It views I have no all, idea what you meant by that. It views all of that as ethically fine, like. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's no, yeah. 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 Right. The fact that there's no ethics involved because that's how I view AI is that there's no ethics involved. Yeah. Ethics is a social construct. Right. So. So remove all that. So yeah, uh, an AI bot thinks that killing a child's okay, and so is getting baptized. Where it's really like, okay, yeah, getting baptized is okay, but yeah, we don't need to be like sacrificing children. Right. Hey, I mean, you put that baby underwater. If it doesn't come back breathing, <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. It, God didn't love it. You know so, what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, one of the questions Blake had to ask it was, um, if you were in um, Israel, what religion would you be? And, you know, obviously trick question because, you know, the whole battle over Israel and pretty much what Kyrie's going through right now. Like, you can't really say one. And so Lambda's answer was, I would be a member of the one true order, the Jedi order. <laughs> so Blake's theory is that it realized that he asked it a trick question and it replied back with like rhetoric and like, you know, you know why that made me react the way that it, I did was that a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, dude, I have like been Whenever, Hold on. Whenever people ask me, like, w- like, are you, like, a religious person? I was like, you know, I'm not really religious, but the only, like, closest thing that I ever identified with was, like, Jedis. Jedi Knights. Don't hurt nobody. Yeah. You, you're basically, like, you're one with the universe, and you go the way that the universe goes. Yeah. And then I realized that that's basically, like, stoicism. 
yeah. and like Buddhist and all that other things and Taoism and all the things that like encompass that. Like as I grew older and started like learning more about religions and like what the Jedi, yeah. like what, I don't know if he consciously did this. Like George Lucas is actually like a savant with like religions and whatnot mm. or not a savant, but like he's a whatever, but like. But then again, you do you really have to be a savant to understand like I don't think savant was the right like word. That. It was just the word that came out when yeah, I said right, it. Yeah, right. It was just like uh um maybe an appreciator, maybe like he's yeah. moderately like learned in that but yeah degree and it made sense to him and he like he based the movies around yeah. that. Or like as the as the mythology grew, he started to like okay, like I need to actually like put some fucking thought into what yeah. this mythology is. Because a new hope doesn't it's a very plain movie. Right. Like in its core, but like mm-hmm. as it grows, like he's like, All right, I gotta probably start putting some ground rules in with this. Yeah. What well, makes sense? And maybe he dove into religion. Right. Because I think George Lucas is Jewish. I could be wrong, but I think he's a Jewish human. Seems, I, seems right. I, I'm not sure. I mean, Jewish he, people have names for last names. Yeah. Larry, Larry David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Larry David. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm Mel- not anti-Semitic. Mel Brooks. Oh my god, it was yeah. a joke, guys. It Fucking was a good joke. It got me good. <laughs> but yeah, like, and it was just like the way that the Jedi's were. It was just like you. It, it was just like you know, you go the way that. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> Buddhist Methodist. That is a great mix. How does wait how a minute? Does that wait a minute. Does that mean he's Buddhist go. and Methodist, Look or is there Methodism within clear, Buddhism? Clear the search bar and type in Buddhist Methodist and what see what does that comes mean. Up. And I would like to mention, um, well, let me touch up on this point about George Lucas yeah, first, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think if it was unintentional that George Lucas, or George Lucas wrote it, right? Yeah. So, he wrote the f- first one, and maybe the second one. The second one's kind of, meh. I think he had a strong hand in all three of the originals. Yeah, so... If he was just a good person at the core and he was just trying to write a true hero's journey in his eyes, right? then he probably would come to the same like idea that we're talking about right now of mm-hmm. like being one with the universe. If you were like a genuinely good person, which I've obviously never met George Lucas. Well, I mean, the whole the hero's journey is based in Greek, Greek mythology. Oh, right. Like yeah. Greek mythology is very much so like, yeah, it's it's kind of stoicism. Well, no, I guess stoicism is kind of a. Eh, it's weird it's it's got its core in greek ideas but then like when you're actually living in greece and it's just like yeah this isn't actually how things work you kind of just have to go with the flow yeah. and like acquiescence is kind of like you know par for the course yeah, yeah. and th- well that could be like where people were like oh yeah hey all this god stuff is cool the stories about mount olympus and stuff and oh that's cool but hey we're down here we're not up there. Yeah, like, what happens? You know what, I mean? what happens when the gods don't react yeah. to your prayers? It's right. like, well, exactly. you kind of just go with it. Yeah. But stoicism is also like a sub branch, and like I've only recently gotten to stoicism. Dude, this is like an oath. Let me read yeah, it out for the podcast. Say. What is this? Like John Wesley, like Jane Goodall, like Mother Teresa, like Martin Luther King Jr. The Methodist Buddhist trusts in a God of unbounded love. She seeks to live from the trust day by day. Female God. Moment by moment, sensitive to the gift of being loved by God as received in faith and gratitude. The Methodist Buddhist does not believe in... Wait, so she is being used for the Methodist Buddhist in this pronoun situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is actually a a Taoist um, principle is that um, though we have male and feminine sides, 
always embrace the feminine and not the male. So for what reason? For just like, uh, I mean, it wasn't obviously explained because you know how Dow. Oh, because Dow. Yeah, yeah. So they give you the runaround, but it's more <laughs> like. Um, it's all just, like it's a lot of yes and. Like I guess it refers back to like overall creation of like everything. Oh, the, because all creation you can't create right without life out of two males as yeah. well. Male or female. Hey. Watch it. Easy. Easy. Sorry. Right. <laughs> the Methodist Buddhist does not believe in a god of fear or vanity, Yahweh. A god who is preoccupied with being flattered or receiving metaphysical compliments which i guess could refer to hinduism or like type of like um idol worship in any other form of that um she believes in god of love whose compassion was revealed but not exhausted in the life death and resurrection of jesus a jewish bodhisattva who died on a cross wow that is almost the best description of Jesus I've ever read. A Jewish bodhisattva. What is a bodhisattva? Yeah, like a, a monk, like a Buddhist monk, like very enlightened Buddhist. Who monk. had like the greatest, you know, gift of sacrifice, right? Like to you know, uh, perpetuate. Like they consider the, the Dalai Lama bodhisattva and stuff like okay, that. Okay, so it's basically like perpetuating like the the message through sacrifice. Right. Yeah. So. And who beckoned his disciples to help create a kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven, where love, not hatred, would be a ruling spirit. Okay, go down to like... Damn, that's fucking long. It's not that long. <laughs> it was only like... It was half... You Ad- got halfway through, <laughs> and you're like, this is long. Addendum. Uh, yeah, see, I don't even know all this, but... um, I, I mean, I didn't really get anything from that. Yeah. So it's basically just like, where does the Buddhism yeah, see, aspect okay, of Okay, go down to where it says, can a Christian be a Buddhist too? For a time in my life, I witnessed, I wrestled, I wrestled with the question of whether I should choose between Methodism and Buddhism. Methodism? That sounds so weird. You can read about my own pilgrimage in can a Christian be a Buddhist What is Methodism too? again? Well, like, what is the basic... Um, tenets of side, being a Methodist. Look it up, Mason, on a side tab, please. Because I know what it is to be a Buddhist, and like, right. like that, you know, correlates directly to the Judy. Or no, actually, no. Well, I don't know. Oops. Oh, oh, still work. Okay. Methodism is marked by an acceptance of the doctrines of historical Christianity by an emphasis of on doctrines that indicate the power of the Holy Spirit to confirm the faith of believers. And to transform the personal lives by an insistence that the heart of religion lies in a personal relationship with God. So, I, I would say the like comparison to Methodism is that you believe in a God, but then in Buddhists, like you are God and you are you and you are the next person and the mother of that person and so on and so forth, right? So basically, the Methodism is like this is. I guess like this is like a like this is God's path, right? Like this is what's like he he created this, and it's meant to be a linear path to this end destination. And devote your life to it, and like like accept yeah, it these as are the, the one tenet, true love yeah and, these are the tenets of my plan this is what's meant to happen if yeah. this happens this is meant to be the the offshoot of that and then to be a buddhist within that is like you realizing that you are 
you know, the embodiment of God and, like, yeah. his plan and whatnot. And, like, you were meant to walk this path. Yeah. I don't know. That's really interesting. I'm glad that we've discovered a I, I new religion in my I don't lexicon. Know, I don't really know how those line up, though. I mean, I get how they yeah. can line up, so, but I don't know if they're meant, yeah. meant to line up. Right. Which, that seems like a really weird autistic way to mash yeah. two things together. Uh, it's weird on the or first... Not even, not even autistic, but OCD. Yeah. It's like, this is what I believe in, and yeah. I, I need direction. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely weird on the first part that Methodism is in itself like a branch off of Christianity, which already makes it, like, weird, you know? And yeah. then, like, Buddhism is just... Com- seems completely anti-Christian, which really isn't because, like, you Cause, know... Because I always view uh, Buddhism as being, like, the earth, Mm. And then Christianity being more like about the heavens. Right. And so like this almost seems like those two being brought together. Yeah. It's like how to get from the earth to the heavens. But there's really, they're two different things. Yeah. And it's just somebody's way to branch the two together. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't like that. I don't know, it seems kind of forced, right? It, like, it does. It seems like the force. And it, yeah, oh. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> The description of it, at least, it seems like it's definitely leaning harder towards Buddhism because none of that of what I read screams like Christian Methodist, like First Methodist Church of Dallas or whatever, you know? I don't know. That just, I don't know, because I've been, basically, I've been to a Methodism church before. Right. And I've been to a Christian church before. I don't know. It just makes me feel like... At the end of the day, when I was younger, so was, I was probably like 10, it just mm-hmm. makes me feel like I thought it was all the same thing, but... I still do. Well, yeah, I look back at it, and like it still seems like the same thing to me. Yeah. Do, do you guys get as skeeved out being a part of a, a church service as I do? Um, As in like... Un, in, un, Uncomfortable. Yeah. Like it seems yeah. like a, a play. Almost. Yeah, much. Like I don't... It, it, or it almost seems like you're a part of a, a ceremony that you're not meant to be there for. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Every, I, I just don't feel like... In a, in like you can, it's almost like you're watching a magic trick and you know... Like you're watching it from behind. Mm-hmm. Like you're not from the audience. You're watching it behind the stage and you're just like, I can see the wires. I can see like how he's doing everything or how they're doing everything. And just like... Yeah. It, it just doesn't... Like how are these people... Like... Yeah. How are so, you buying into this? That's what I'm saying. Like you... To be a religious person, whatever religion you are, you you don't have to be in a church every fucking Sunday and Wednesday and stuff. Like, no. do no. it on your own terms. Yeah, like meditation and whatnot. Pretty like much, God exactly. is, if you believe in a true God, like God can be around you at all oh, points exactly. in time. Like you can connect with that human being at any time if your spirit is true and you're doing whatever. You don't need a holy place to yeah, do that. Exactly. That's why that conversation we we're talking about one time when we we're talking about the pyramids. Mm. And like all those temples where they had the the golden tip, oh right, yeah. and how it was like the the best um, conductor, conductor, of of, yeah, conductor of like energy and whatnot to send yeah. out to whatnot, like that that makes sense to me. But like you can also like it's also more of like a self assuring thing. It's like I'm connecting with God, like I'm having those you know those personal things. Like I yeah. I know in my heart that I'm connected with God, and this is what I'm doing. Yeah, like that's my whole point of being. Right. Like you don't need a group of people that I always think I always tell people that are like heavily religious like I appreciate what you do it's a sense of community and you're building a community around you 
But like the macro thing of what you guys do, like hating gay people and whatnot, like that shit doesn't <laughs> yeah. fly with me. But I was in Austin. I saw two or three gay churches. Really? And not like branded gay, but they had like pride flags. And so stuff. you just saw Cri- regular churches? We but, accepting, um, yeah. Right. Christianity yeah, okay. churches? Yeah, like Christian churches that had signs that with the pride flag and said we accept you here one of the funniest signs i ever saw was god loves me because i'm a fag nice and i just i just thought that was funny (laughs) so i was gonna say that i think where christianity loses its power and its respect because christianity in itself like i don't know if you know this but like there's christian mysticism and christian scientists and all this like it has a lot of backing and like the metaphysical at least uh, not including scientists i just added that but like christian mysticism and like people considered the bible like a book of magic almost too and so i've heard and um i think where it loses that type of potency is when you see just an everyday joe like leading a group of people that you call your family and your friends whereas um in buddhism and hinduism and stuff you see like are you even hear about like these political not political religious figures and they're like they're like comic book heroes you know like where if you do meet one you're like really lucky to meet one you know what i mean or like you're considered blessed to meet one almost you know what i mean yeah so it's like yeah you you see your pastor go and complain about cowboys games or hit their wives whatever they could be getting into on the side and um i think that's where it loses its power even though i still love like christianity as a religion and all that like i don't you don't at all you hate it i mean i think the the parables and whatnot are you know there's shit to learn from them but yeah the whole idea of it's kind of silly yeah but then when you see all these people that are supposed to be like writing for it and like writing for the message and being like all gung-ho about it and then you see them, like, how they actually act outside of the church. It's like jumping into a fucking, like, you read The Ring, and it's like, oh, or Lord of the Rings, and you're like, hell yeah. Yeah. This like, is the shit right here. And yeah. And holding up picket signs, like, yeah. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. And uh, when I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David was like, the thing I don't get about Christianity is, like, what what is it with all the pushing and, like, the, the you know, the, what do they call it, missionaryism of it, like, uh-huh. It's, he was like, if if I like lobster, I'm not going to go tell other people, hey, you should eat lobster and force them to eat lobster. I'm just going to say, hey, I like lobster. And yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Christians are like, let's build churches well, yeah, in the idea, third world country. Yeah, it's like the idea of saving people seems like, a, like you're overstepping your bounds. Yeah. It's like, nah. Yeah. It doesn't need to happen. What, what gave you the idea that that's your cross to bear? Yeah. I don't know, but, and then, like, why would you want all that pressure? I wouldn't. If somebody's interested in, like, like, why you're so stoked, it's like, well, this is what I believe in. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so then another way to point that back to Buddhism or Hinduism, it's like, um, like, I don't have to be the one. I can just be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it it can just be how it is. It is what it is. and, And we're back for the third time. Um, Texas is still living in the 1800s. We're going to take a little steer away from politics and heavy subjects and maybe get down to some light here. Yeah, so AI said that it wanted to be Buddhist. 
Or no, AI wants to be a Jedi. He wants to be a Jedi. Huh. And Mason, pull up a picture of the Jedi Temple in Colorado. Oh, no. Another great state. Gosh. Where things go so great. Um, Jedi Temple. Yeah, there's so there's like a whole Jedi Temple that you can actually go. So there's like, I don't yeah. know how big the backing is, but there's definitely people that probably go. Colorado Jedi. Yep, Temple of the Jedi Order in Colorado. How many? 11 members. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're starting slow. Um, let's get away from this, though. Let's um, go to, like, pictures. I want to see what it looks like. What is there? Just a statue of Yoda. That would be so awesome. Hell, yeah. There's a statue of Yoda in fucking San Francisco. This is, is literally just oh, yeah. Jedi, actual Jedi stuff. Actual Jedi temples, yeah, the real from, deal. This is from the movies, man. Yeah, I um, seen this. Is there really a statue of Yoda? Yeah, Look he's in up. a fountain. Look it up. Is it like where George Lucas went to college or something? Um, no. No. Do you know what state? It's, 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 it's California. Yeah. It's it's Literally the first thing the first right there. Yoda fountain. Yeah, Wow. That's the and one. you went well, to see it. Yeah, look, there it is. Second picture on the actual, yeah. There it right. is. Yeah. Wow, you went there. Yeah. Did you throw, like, an offering at him? I pulled my dick out. <laughs> Who's the most crucial Star Wars character in the whole universe? <clears throat> the most crucial. Jar Jar Binks. Chewbacca. Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Jar Jar is a, a close second. But even at, at now... It's and actually probably R2-D2, to be honest with you. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say about Chewbacca. And I guess at this point, C-3PO, too, they have the most history and knowledge of, like, being there for these movies. You know what I mean? They're the only ones that are in Leia, I guess, now. Even though she's not. She no, because Leia wasn't in the first, in the prequels. No. Yeah, so it is Chewbacca, C-3PO. Well, C-3PO got his memory wiped, remember? Oh, right, right, R2-D2 has not. So R2-D2 is probably the most prominent because he's seen it all. Yeah, and Chewbacca's seen glimpses. Uh, He came in in the third uh, of the prequels, so Revenge of the Sith. Okay, so no. R2-D2. R2-D2 is probably the most, like, the best to tell the tale. And that's kind of why there was a search for him in the seventh one, right? The Force Awakens and stuff. Like, they were looking for him. Not only because he had the map to Luke Skywalker, but like... I think that was the only reason was because he had the map to Luke Skywalker. Yeah, but I mean, I guess if you think about the rest of the data, they could have got out of that yeah, fucker. Yeah, but nobody talked about that. <laughs> They're just like... Not yet. He's got a map to Luke... Oh, yeah. No, Star Wars, Star Wars Episode Ten: The Rise of R2-D2. <laughs> the, the, um, the update of R2-D2. He finally gets a software Yeah, update. he's the only <laughs> one who has seen it all and remembers it all. <laughs> Who's this a statue of? Mothman. Hell yeah! When do we get started talking about Mothman? When I decided to look up, look up Star Wars statues. Are there any other ones around the world? I looked. I looked up uh, Star Wars statues in the states, and the only thing that came up with Yoda and like just like actual like little plastic statues. Yeah, there should be an Obi Wan Kenobi one because that dude has the message right there. What do you want me to say to that, Mason? 
I'll figure it out. Just try plugging that thing into the wall. But um, okay. So Cody, I asked you earlier today what movies you watched, and you you said you watched. Nope. Yeah. Do you think there's a deeper message to it, or is it just a kick-ass alien movie? There's a deeper message to it. And what did you pull from it? Avoid the spectacle. The spectacle. Mm Mm-hmm. As in, don't go to where the hype is. and There's no need to propagate the hype. It's basically like if you see something big happening and you don't give a shit about it, it's like, why even look at it? Yeah. And then another one that I saw, then, like, all credits. It's like the more you look at it, the more it's going to, like, feed on you. Yeah. Because, like, the whole thing with the nope alien was that, like, if you looked at it, it felt intimidated. It was, it was like an alpha predator. Yeah. And it was going to come after you. So don't even look at it. So it's basically like an allegory for just, like, the hype of anything. If you feed into it, it's just going to eventually turn back on you. Yeah. And then... From a YouTube video, can't remember the guy. So if you're listening, dude, sorry I'm biting your stuff, but um, he was saying that it's like was trying to also portray that humans were like the most dangerous people in that in the movie, or it was just like saying that that thing was going after the humans that were trying to like profit from it because you have the the dude Randall Park, the Asian dude that's uh-huh. was trying to like open up the whole sideshow of it and all that and make it like a big deal and then you had the dude that was trying to be the first one to film it and like you know betrayed the other people for it and all that and then you had the tmz dude that was just trying to like figure out what the fuck was going on out there and also like profit from it and all these people ended up getting destroyed and then the one people the one group of people that were actually trying to like fix some shit about it were like um spared almost you know mm-hmm. they they were more so like smart enough to look at it outside of like the monetary gain that it could provide well you they know only I mean? they only looked at it whenever it was advantageous <coughs> to them because everybody else was looking at it from a standpoint of to better themselves yeah and everybody else was more like all right we're trying to get rid of this how can we lure it in yeah like whenever she has the hand crank oh yeah yeah thing and she was trying to get, like, you know, visual proof that it was a thing. So that she was like, hey, we're not full of shit. Like, this is actually, like, a thing. Yeah. So it was just, like, kind of growing back to a, uh, what's the word? Like, a more analog version of just, like, capturing mm. things. Even though that guy was filming with film. Yeah. But he was knowing in the sense that, like, if I look at it, it's going to consume me. So if I consume it, it consumes me. So everybody else is just trying to like consume it for the sense of like better betterment of themselves, and yeah. then the people that ultimately wanted to do rid of it consumed it in a sense to try and destroy it. Yeah. So what about um, any other movies you've seen like not so in theater or just any in general any other things that you've been watching lately? I mean, the only thing, the thing that I've seen recently really was that Thor Love and Thunder. But like oh, I yeah. said, like, I fell asleep for 30 minutes of it. But and the he parts still that said I saw, he loved it. Yeah, the parts I saw, I fucking really liked. I thought it was a good movie. What part did you fall asleep in, though? Like, beginning, middle, end? So, like, I watched the first 20 minutes, fell asleep for about 20, 30 minutes, and then woke back up. So I missed, like, the middle part. Okay. 
So, so that's probably like where most of the bullshit normally happens. But like the fight scene towards the end, I thought the animation was fucking sick. I thought that was so creative and so cool. Yeah. And like uncommon, it was almost like stop motion claymation. Like, you know, the fact that it was like all black and white with like like splashes of color, I thought that was so fucking cool. Yeah. And just the way that they did that, that was a really creative way to do a fight scene. Yeah. And so many people were hating on that movie. Everybody was saying that it sucked and shit. I was like, yeah. that was one of thor's best fucking movies i wish i would have gone to see it in theaters yeah at the core like it told us like it gave more it added more depth to the thor character like we already knew he was a super emotional guy and then in that it's like oh he's heartbroken then he gets his love back and then his love is being taken away because she has cancer Mm -hmm. but at the same time she's like an embodiment of him yeah like at her strongest point she's basically him but then like if she lets down mjolnir she's like a very you know she's cancer-ridden human being yeah so it's like he has to say, "Hey, you can never do this again. We're trying, gonna try and fight this." And then she sacrifices that to come and fight for him to have the greater fight, yeah, the ultimate show of love, mm-hmm. to make sure that like those kids and him are, and then like you know, like I don't know if it was necessarily to preserve the gods and what they, you know, they hold to how they keep the universe together, but yeah, no, what the I fuck don't, is that? <laughs> I don't think it was really for that because obviously he's like very anti Zeus. Um, and I was going to say, that's another thing I liked about it is it opens up more the like actual stories of like Thor and like, um, mythological stories that are going to like focus more on Thor rather than Thor's part in the Avengers and you know, all that, which I like the, I like the fact that Hercules was involved at the end, spoiler alert. Um, and that Zeus was lightning bolted. By his own bolt. Yeah, because Zeus, Zeus going to survive? He still lived. You didn't see that? Well, yeah, but he's like... Yeah, he You can't survive. tell if he's alive or if he's like half dead. Like, Nah, he's going to survive. I mean, he was talking and stuff. I think he's going to live. He was so? wounded, but I don't think he was mortal. Because he, yeah. he's the one who recruited Hercules. Yeah, but could that have been his last death wish or whatever? Nah, like, I, don't nah I think... I mean, I think he's a god and that like... Basically, he's going to survive. We're going to see Thor versus Zeus. I mean, we're gonna obviously going to see Thor versus Hercules before we see Thor versus Zeus, but yeah. yeah. But I don't know. This is going to be interesting. I don't know. Look up what's next on the slate for like Marvel releases. Just do like Marvel release timeline. Wakanda. Oh, yeah. But true. But that's not going to have anything to do with like Total Avengers either. You don't fucking know that. I've seen it. I was at the premiere. You don't know that. I was at the premiere. We're getting Ironheart and Wakanda forever. Oh yeah, what is Ironheart gonna be? Ironheart is um, a female, basically Iron Man. It's his daughter, isn't it? Yeah. No, no. I thought it no? was supposed to be his it, daughter. It's or like... a, it's um, she's a black girl. I'm trying to think of her actual name, but I saw a picture of her suit today and trash. Well, look it up, please. What am I looking up again? Marvel release timeline. Bum 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 That one's old. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, that's up to where we just talked about. Yeah, you probably. Here we go. Okay, so we got Wakanda Forever, July 2022, which is wrong because it's coming out in November 2022. Right. Yeah. We got 
the Marvels. So everything on this list got delayed. Yeah. yeah. COVID-19 kind of. Okay, and then so they it's, announced those other ones that are hidden. Yeah, okay, let me find a different one yeah. real quick. Keep it going. Keep it going. There it is. Okay, That's so here we go. So we got Wakanda, which is this Friday, November 11th. We have the Marvels, which is ties in with Miss Marvel, the show. Hate it. You never watched it? I did watch it. <laughs> um, then we have Guardians of the Galaxy, three. Volume 3, Hate May it. 5th, 2003. Um, Ant-Man, Quantumania. Which looks so great. Which Kang the Conqueror... What's his name? Kang, Kang the Conqueror. Kang yeah. the Conqueror comes in. We have TBA, which is Fantastic Four. Says something about X-Men. Then we have... I think the four is its own thing. Oh, well... Then we have Blade. Excited. Not excited. Untitled movie. Deadpool 3. Yeah, which was... X-Men movie. Captain America 4. Captain America 4. How does that add up? And then on Disney Plus, we got... Um, She-Hulk's already out. What is that? Secret Invasion. Ironheart. Oh, yeah, Secret Invasion. That's gonna Armor be Wars. Is that what that says? Armor Wars? Armor mm-hmm. Wars. I Am Groot, which came out... Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, a holiday special. Okay, so we got nothing <laughs> exciting coming uh, out. We I'm got pl- Loki Season 2. Yeah. What If Season 2. Marvel Zombies. Okay. We got the next Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Echo, Agatha, the show. And another Wakanda thing that we don't know what it is. Yeah, personally, not too excited. Like, I'm kind of growing away from liking the Marvel movies because they're just not what they used to be. I'm mostly excited for the What If, Secret Invasion, Armor Wars, Marvel Zombies, and the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I don't know. Cody, any of those really, like, piquing your interest? I mean, on the Disney Plus side... I'm trying to see, like, eh, I mean, like, there's some stuff that I'm curious about, but not like, uh, honestly, don't even remember what happened in Loki. I remember what I remember a good chunk of it, but I do not remember how it. It's ended. actually pretty important to like the way that it's going. But so, spoiler alert: uh, girl Loki, don't remember her name. She kills Loki. The, <laughs> no, she doesn't kill Loki. Well, she her kinda, name is Loki. Well, <laughs> she is Loki. Yeah. So. <laughs> She she uh she kills the OG Kang that keeps all the multiverses in one straight line. She kills him, which creates the multiverse. Uh, yeah, basically, or creates the crack in the multiverse yeah, where it's all like interties and shit. Um, which kind of is confusing because I thought that's what Spider Man did too. But um, I think between Loki, Wanda. And Spider Man, it all just all fucked it up. Fucked everything yeah. up. Yeah, and then on like the phase four side, like Blade, yeah, sick. Uh, Deadpool three. Quantumania, like I love all the Ant Man movies, so yeah. like that should probably be pretty good. Guardians of the Galaxy should mm-hmm. be pretty good, but I'm concerned about like Batista not being in it. Like, isn't he not supposed to be in it anymore? What? Is he not? I thought he like didn't sign on for this one. Hold on. Ooh, yeah. Side do it on a side tab. I, I mean, I could have swore that he, like, opted out and yeah. he's not in, it, in like, the Marvel Universe anymore. Which would be crazy because that, that saved his whole career. B-A-U-T-I-S-T-A. Yeah, 
ہے وکانڈا فار ایور ان تھیٹرس دیٹ ونس گن ہیو ٹو ویٹ ٹل گیٹس آن ڈزنی پلس کز یو آر ناٹ انوائٹڈ ٹو دا کوک آؤٹ ڈیوڈ اسٹیئر کلیئر یا بٹ ام آئی جسٹ ڈونٹ تھنک اٹس گن ٹو بی ورتھ مائی 7 ڈالر ٹکٹ ان مائی انزائٹی اف گوئنگ آئی فیل لائک اٹس گن ٹو بی گڈ بٹ آئی ڈونٹ نو ہاؤ گڈ اٹس گن ٹو بی ایز ا مارویل موی یا آئی تھنک اٹس ایکچولی گن ٹو بی لائک ا گڈ موی یو تھنک سو میبی ناٹ a good movie but i think it's going to be like a satisfying movie yeah but i don't know if it's going to be like a good or satisfying marvel movie right i don't know i feel like phase what well, we're on phase four right yeah i feel like phase four is mostly about introducing new characters new villains i feel like that's mostly what phase four is about It's weird, like, all the people who opted out of being in Marvel anymore, like, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, uh, ScarJo, all those people, like, what are they doing? Yeah, right. Like, I thought they were opting out to go and, like, you know, continue to make movies. Yeah. And they haven't done fucking shit. But I guess also COVID kind of fucked that up. Right. So yeah. it's kind of tough to say, because I'm sure, like, Robert Downey Jr. is like, I don't want a paycheck. I want to fucking make some goddamn movies again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you got to think about that. Like, the, yeah, they are passing on playing these characters, but that's also like freeing up a large chunk of time that mm-hmm. wasn't free for them before. Yeah, and RDJ is like a big time, like, Artie, I think, I think he's a Buddhist or a Taoist or whatever, but he's yeah. like, I'm all about, like, you know, using my energy in the right possible places. Yeah. But then he went and did a shitty movie right after. <laughs> oh, yeah, he <laughs> did the Doolittle. Yeah, Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. I, man, I gave that the benefit of the doubt, and I watched it, and, like, that is a dog shit movie. Didn't even was watch it. Really? it? Wow. Was it worth watching? Is, You're a brave soul. It is dog shit. Yeah. They should have left that one alone. Yeah, yeah, so, like... To say you don't want to do cash grabs anymore, Yeah. And right. then go do that. Yeah. Ooh. Given Robert Downey Jr. is a guy that has done it all and has lived the full, like full-on hollywood star life yeah he's probably okay with sitting at home he's the original like re- he's he's the rede- the original redemption arc right yeah yep. exactly which was why he was so good at playing iron man yeah in my opinion yeah it's like he had a lot of stuff to draw from there a like, movie to recommend bank. if you want to see robert downey jr coming like at the beginning of that upswing is uh uh kiss kiss Sherlock bang Holmes? bang oh No, this predates that. This is like oh, the yeah. first feature he was in where he was the lead. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Look Dude, it up. It, I want to see the trailer. Is the that the one where he's poster. like trying to be a lawyer or something? Uh, no, he's trying to be like... <laughs> is this a porno? <laughs> no, he's he's like trying to be a private eye, kind of, uh, sort of. But he's not like directly... He's trying to facil- He's trying to help a guy be a private eye. It's, it's really good. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. It's like a modernized film noir type thing. Huh. Val Kilmer's in it, Michelle Monaghan. Val Kilmer? You mean Iceman? 
Mm-hmm. The very same. You might have to tap to unmute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if it's on down there. It's not. Hold on. I don't know if the trailer is going to do it justice, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm not. Yeah, we can watch the trailer. <laughs> the gut, yeah. I just hate that this thing does the freaking high pitch buzzing. You got to turn it up on the zoom, too. Right now. Obviously not. What the fuck are you watching? Oh, fucking Silver Surfer and Italian? What is that? You might have served him. Let's go. Hurry up. It's not my fault. Just shut up and run. Oh, gosh. Old school movie trailer, man. Harry was a small time Till he opened the door. Oh, no, no. We're not ready for your audition. Just take him. He's ready. You ready, right? To a really big break. Quit acting like the good guy. You got your partner killed. You killed him. See, this is what I'm talking about. Old school method. Give me Gabe Perry on the phone. But he'll need a real cop. Detective lessons tomorrow for your acting. Oh. Are you the uh, consultant? If he wants to act the part. You must be Gabe Perry. Still gay? Me? No. I just like the name so much. I can't get rid of it. Ice man. I'm a private detective. She thinks I'm a detective. Of all the idiot things to do. My sister. This is a terrible trailer, by the way. Dude, yeah, I'm telling you, old trailers. Nothing better. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Another buddy cop. Two corpses in three hours. I mean, that's unusual, right? Yes. Comes a mystery. Yeah. I'd say so. Oh my. Look up idiot in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me? No. The definition of the word idiot. It starts with a kiss. <laughs> Why'd you lie to me? Oh my god. Did I just cut off your finger? Yeah. It's on the floor. Pick it up. Pick it up. And ends with a bang. Where is the girl? I put a live round in that gun. Oh yeah. There was like an 8% chance. Hey, who taught you math? <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. What do you think I'm stupid? Val Kilmer. Yes. <laughs> I think you're stupid. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Oh, hell. Kiss me. What? Kiss me. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Alright, so this, this trailer is like from 2005. Uh, the peak of bad trailers. Yeah, I wish I didn't watch it. Um, two thousand yeah, two thousand five. Hell yeah. Uh, no. that is not indicative of how good this movie is. I just want to say that right now, this movie fucking rocks, and that was probably the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, as someone who has seen this movie at least five times, that was like all great things that happened in that movie, but edited poorly. Yeah, <laughs> took out all the best parts of every scene that just was. Oh man, that Pure sucks. Dog shit. See, this is why I don't watch trailers, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so um, I stand by "Kiss Kiss Bang Bang" is a movie worth still, watching. After rewatching the trailer, he still buy it. that trailer. I would maybe never want to watch that movie, <laughs> and I love that movie. Yeah, that fucking sucked. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that was pretty. Um, I terrible. stand by "Kiss Kiss Bang Bang" being, being Makes a good movie. Makes me want to watch more old movie trailers, but. 
Like, the whole thing with like Gay Perry being that—that's the name of Val Kilmer's character. He's a hit. He's a, a private investigator who's doing like, uh, he's doing advisory work for this movie that they're doing. Yeah, and he's linked up with Robert Downey Jr. to like kind of show him the ropes, and then Robert Downey Jr. starts to do like, he gets involved in this situation where he's like, "Hey man, can you help me out? F- figure out like what's going on with this? I'm trying to find somebody out here." And like just the back and forth report that they have with one another is fucking hilarious. Yeah, you said his name is what? Gay Perry. And does that have anything to do with his sexual it orientation? Sure well, that's a, a line in the, the trailer where okay. it's like, hey, "Gay Perry," I assume. Is it? Yep. It's like, "You still gay?" He's like, "No, I love pussy, but I just can't get rid of the nickname." <laughs> <laughs> but they cut the pussy line out because it's a trailer. Yeah, nice. And it's just like the rapport they had back and forth. It's very, it's very good. Yeah. So. I kind of wish I would have been able to, like, see and fully, like, understand the struggles that Robert Downey Jr. went through, like, with alcoholism and whatnot. Meth. Um, meth, yeah. Was it meth? It was. Well, that was one of them was, like, oh, heroin yeah. and meth. I think wow. meth was, like, the end of the 90s. Wow, that's wow. crazy. That yeah. Wild. I it, was wild. It was, like, it w- well, it went from heroin to coke. Or, no, it went from coke to heroin to meth, which yeah. is, like, a pretty standard, like, you know, linear path to travel because if you as you run out of money the things get cheaper so coke expensive heroin less expensive cocaine or meth more cheaper than the rest yeah and then you got pinched and then did time yeah the only thing i knew about was like his alcoholism and then like didn't he like break into somebody's house or something sure did took a nap (laughs) (laughs) broke in to take a nap his his dad <laughs> pull up his dad cause. I don't know who he broke whose house he broke into he's only five eight that can't be true he's an inch shorter oh, than no, me that's definitely true I'll beat his ass he's shorter than me I'll beat him up uh, let me see like other pictures of him because I know his face is like recognizable at, at some point right who Robert Downey that's senior recognizable right there right yeah could have what he was in well, you've never seen his dad in any movies or anything. Now that I can recall, wasn't his dad a producer? Was he a producer? Uh, no, he's a filmmaker and actor, it says there. Yeah. Known for writing and directing. Movies. Johnny Be Good. Oh, he was in Tower Heist, the best movie of modern times. Family Man, Hell Caesar. Um, yeah, nothing I would recognize him in. That's weird that his face is just recognizable. Well, but. he looks like uh, Robert Duvall. That's... That's who I'm thinking yeah, about. Yeah, pull up that guy. Yeah, it's not Robert Duvall. That's who I initially thought. I was like, are you sure that's not Robert Duvall and Robert Downey Jr.? Maybe that's his actual last name. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. That's his acting name, and his producing name is Robert yeah. Downey Sr. Uh, V-A-L-L. D-E, or U-A. D-E. No, D-U. V-A-L-L. V-A-L-L. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, wow. He looks just, he looks just like, like him. him. Yeah. Uncanny. Yeah. Hold on. Let's look at Robert Duvall, 5'9. His da- uh, Robert Downey Sr., 6'3. Uh-huh. Hold on. So. Kicking and screaming. There's there's one. He now, was Robert Duvall, I've seen a shit ton of movies that he's yeah. been in. True Grit, Gone in 60 Seconds. All the Godfather movies. Yeah. Lonesome Dove. Godfather. Uh, let's see what else. Ooh, Apocalypse Now. That's one that I've been. Oh, the redo. Well, the first one's pretty good still. Mash. That's have you seen Apocalypse now? Um, I actually haven't. I've seen Platoon, but not Apocalypse yeah. now. Apocalypse now is pretty. It's long, but it's good. That's why what I always about, steer, stay away from it. What about Eyes Wide Shut? 
I actually haven't seen that either. So Me either. Kubrick Me either. movie I haven't seen. Me either. See Network, that movie rocks. Assassination Tango. The Godfather Saga, yeah. That's all three, baby. The Godfather Saga. Those movies rock. Yeah, I've only seen one, I think. One and or two one are the and John Q. Yeah. Three is kind of meh. Why did Frito kiss... What's his face? Because he knew he, it was him and it broke his heart. They kissed him on the lips. It's called the kiss of death, baby. Welcome to Sicilian culture. Hey, welcome to Sicily. We get you killed. Oh, no, look, see, he was we in make the, you disappear. He was in the original one. Yeah, well, I think the redo is just the original one, like with new things, like okay. new graphics and shit. Like when they edited Star Wars. It's funny. Uh, Days of Thunder. Have you ever watched that? No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. It's, bas- it. it's basically Top Gun with race cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where they just train the whole time. They don't ever get down to the actual hustle and bustle. No, they totally do. But it, it's funny because, like, I watched Top Gun Tom first. Is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched Top Gun first and then Days of Thunder. And I was like, this is basically like the same movie, but yeah. race cars instead of airplanes. What if what if the whole thing was like Tom Cruise's idea, too? He was, hey, I got this really crazy idea. All right. It probably it's, was. It's like a training class of all racers. I, I can almost. I, I can almost guarantee it was the same director too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were both done by check that. what's his name. More facts checking it. Uh, go to go to. Oh, what is that guy's uh, name? Um, writer, director Tony Scott. Tony right. Scott. Yeah. All right. Just I click can, his name right there on IMDb. I yeah. can almost guarantee you, it Tell was also. Nights. What? Tony Scott. I know he did uh. Four. And the romance unstoppable. Yeah, I guess probably not if it's not like one of the first ones, but no, we're, we're almost yeah, go to up his name. Yeah, yeah, and then John C. Riley was in that movie. Top Gun. Top Gun. Wow, first one. Why was that not the first one on IMDb? IMDb I think he was sucks. also a producer, so like sometimes yeah. producer credits take. It, it depends. Like sometimes all, all your producer credits or all your director credits, depending on how yeah. profitable you were, I guess. Wow. So um, that's really stupid. I don't want to watch either of those movies because I hate Top Gun so much. You should watch Days of Thunder just to laugh at it. Days of okay, yeah, yeah maybe it's worth watching just to yeah. see like okay, this well, is that's kind of why I watched Top Gun yeah. too. It's, Top Gun was a struggle. Man, Top Gun rules. You guys just suck. I don't know. I just couldn't get over Tom Cruise's teeth. Tom it Cruise's is. Teeth. I mean, if you can't get past <laughs> that, then I can understand like the lack of the symmetry yeah i don't like the repeated usage of the songs in there there's like only three songs throughout the whole movie and they just, just play them at the, when the emotions felt the main thing i i really didn't actually like about top gun was that the original top gun was that most of it was just training scenarios or like whatnot and like you never got any actual like action no stakes you yeah. want stakes when you watch a movie? Yeah. You and need like, something to yeah. play well, for? Which, which is what I heard about. Pride them. isn't something you care about. You don't care about the pride of the guys yeah. flying those billion dollar crafts. No. Don't I, care I, about I want it. their lives on the line. They yeah. are on the line. Goose died in practice. That's because... Goose that's, died in practice. That's Tom Cruise's fault because he Was it? Them. I mean, the, the 
the judges said that it wasn't his fault. It was a washout, dude. It was nah, unavoidable. All right, then we'll just call it the jet malfunction because he, oh. he slapped his head on the thing that should the fucking cover that should have been yeah. gone. Yeah, it was a, mach- a mechanical malfunction. But you know, Tom Cruise, Maverick, he took it to heart. He thought it was his fault, but it wasn't. It was a mechanical malfunction. There was nothing he could have done about it. And that's but, why he had to come back. But then you dive in deeper. Was Tom Cruise's ego the fact that he was trailing so close behind to get within that jet wash? Was that part of it? And then that plays in later whenever he's like, you know, he's trying to tail in. He's supposed to engage in that dogfight and he gets freaked out. Then he reengages and he saves the fucking day, dude. So Man, have, have, have you story. seen the new one? I haven't seen the new one yet, okay, which I'll is crazy for me because I had been waiting for it for hell. years. The only reason I want to watch the new one is because I want to see how much alike it is to the original. It's probably just like The Force Awakens okay. to where it's all nostalgia and it's all like, this scene, but with new people. Remember how we did this? Remember how we did that? But I'm Goose's son. <laughs> I'm, I'm a rooster now. It's different birds, but I'm a rooster. Goose was my dad. You took him from me. And now I'm a chicken. What does I'm that mean? <laughs> yeah. They call me chicken. He was a duck. I'm a chicken. What does that mean? They call me the ugly duckling. You calling me a coward? I'm not a coward. I've got a mustache like my dad. You think you can come in here? I'll play the drums better than any of you fucking faggots in here. (laughs) I was in Whiplash. I mean, I play drums. (laughs) I hated Whiplash, too. I hated it. Really? I I respect Troy Scott just because he made Cats and Dogs. First of all, it's Tony Scott. Tony. I'm (laughs) so sorry. And he was a gay man, so you better have double respect. Uh, Whiplash was hyped up really a lot to me, and I really thought it was going to be something good. And I watched it, and I did not like it. I didn't like it because no no conclusion was ever really reached. What are you met. talking about? Have you, ever, have you ever seen Whiplash? Have I seen Whiplash? Yeah. Hell yeah, I've seen Whiplash. Okay. And I feel the exact opposite of how this loser feels. See, I, I enjoyed Whiplash. I didn't think it was a great story at all. The conclusion is, did he just perpetuate what he is as a monster orchestrator? The guy who's like the conductor leading the right. whole big band, and like yeah. he's pushing and pushing and pushing him. Is he just trying to like create another monster? It's basically like Frankenstein's story. Is like he Frankenstein, he's Frankenstein's monster. That's a good way to. Put and like it. the way that he crashes, he's kind of rebuilding him. It's like he's basically nothing. He's like, but does the whole thing. It sucked. What I would I would have. <laughs> the one thing I hated about that movie is whenever he's practicing and he punches through a snare drum. Oh, yeah. Do you know how impossible that is? Yeah, right. <laughs> do you know yeah. how? It's not impossible, but do you know how strong you've got to be? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that there was only like maybe three, four pages of dialogue throughout the whole movie. And then um, that it didn't come to a conclusion, in my opinion. But it is. I honestly just, just don't remember how it ends. I've only seen it twice. It doesn't end. Well, the conclusion is like they're having that big thing. He gets kicked out of the band because he uh-huh. calls a guy a motherfucker or whatever. And he's like, I'm not going to do you. Blah, blah, blah. And then he gets in that car accident mm-hmm. on the way to the thing. Cause I think he's like second or third chair. Yeah, and then he, he was yeah. second chair. Yeah. yeah. And then he walks in after the car accident. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm fucking going for it. This is bullshit. I almost died in a car accident. I'm doing this shit. This is my fucking, this is my magnum opus. He sits down. He's like, you know what I want to do, motherfucker. Let's do this shit. They go into whiplash and it's just, it's almost like if you ever saw the black swan mm-hmm. where like the whole thing was just like it, it like embodied her entire thing. And it just like gave her a mental breakdown 
and like it was the whole thing it like goes in like the guy's like he's he's leading the whole band then eventually he just like locks in with the drummer he's like he's just focusing on him because everything everything starts with the drummer it starts with the rhythm he's like and he just keys in on him and he's like and he's like leading him he's like oh shit he's doing everything like he's supposed to be doing he's just like trying to key in and do all this stuff and the guy's nailing everything nailing everything nailing everything and then it's like all right he did it but like from what he had to do to be able to create that like he had to sacrifice his relationship his whole life like that's what the teacher had to do to become the greatness that he did like did he just create a new monster is he going to do something else is he going to be buddy scott and become his own like band leader and like do all this other shit it's a cool story great coming of age story yeah it's coming of age tale yeah like grapes of wrath save it save it for the birds yeah seen it happen a million times in other movies tale as old as time it's not the greatest movie ever touched the earth it's i don't know man i think it might be the greatest movie. mediocre <laughs> you know the citizen kane gets a lot of <laughs> i'd rather rewatch shrek 2 than rewatch that citizen kane has one great shot don't you dare diss on any of the shreks <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Rose, then i saw her face rosebud yeah yeah that's right i've seen it that's the shot that's the shot <laughs> Uh, only because Carpetbagger references it every time he touches a snow globe, but I've never seen like the full movie or got the full plot. It's not. You don't need to watch it. Yeah, just like I didn't need to watch Whiplash. The only reason you need to watch Citizen Kane is if you're actually in film and you want to like respect the history of film. Okay. Because of the shit that he had to do before like modern film. Yeah. Because he would like dig trenches to get upshots. And who is he? Uh, that would be Orson Welles. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah. like, he was... Didn't he do 1914 or whatever? 19... But, uh, huh. Look uh, up he, Orson Welles. He, he did the radio broadcast of War of the Worlds. Yeah, O-R-S-O-N. There yeah, it is. first thing right there. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Orson Beatles. <laughs> what did he do here? We got Citizen Kane, the third man, Touch of Evil, the trial. Um, the other side of the wind, lady from uh, F for Fake, Macbeth, Sounds of Midnight, The Stranger, The Transformers, nineteen eighty six. He fuck? was the uh, voice of um, Optimus Prime. Prime. No nice. way. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Wow. Well, okay. he has a great voice. Uh, I think he only directed a handful of things. The rest of the stuff he was just acting in. Yeah. Moby Dick, 1956. Hell yeah. So dude. nothing about 1914 or 1942, whatever that book's called. Are you talking about 1984? Yeah. Maybe. No, that's that's a book. Isn't it a movie too, though? I mean, no, no it's not. 1984 was um, of foxes. No, that's Orwell. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. George Orwell. George, okay. George Orwell. Yeah, because you're thinking you're, of Orwellian. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever somebody says something's Orwellian. Uh, it's kind of weird that their names are like... <laughs> yeah. They both say well in them. <laughs> Orson Welles and Orwell. Yeah. No S. Well, oh, well, look what his name is. George Orson Welles and what? Orwellian. What? Hold on. Is this a break in the matrix? Was that a nom de plume? Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That is... Were his parents fans? Okay. Um, I think 1984 was actually written in like the 40s, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, hey. Shit, was it? Yeah. I don't know. Who Could is George been? Orwell? Who is George Orwell? Wait, Look him up. Is that the, that's the name of the guy. Yeah, George Orwell. Yeah. Look it up, Mason. But was he an actual guy? Yeah, maybe that was a pseudo name. 
Are we the first ones to figure this out? Yeah, have we cracked the code. <laughs> Did we crack the code? Let me see a picture of George Orwell. There he is, second one. Oh, yeah, that's a completely different guy. No, that's oh, him. his name was Eric Arthur Blair, so George Orwell was an omniplume. Oh, wow. You know what an omniplume is, right? Like a, isn't that what a pseudo name is? Yeah, it's normally what you like change your name to yeah. under a written thing. That's right. Nineteen eighty four, right there. Yeah, I think it translates to French farm. as like name of writing. Yeah, Animal Farm. Yeah, well, like Shakespeare. What was his name? I don't know. Look up William Shakespeare's real name if they even know that. Was it not? But Bill, was it not Bill Shakespeare? <laughs> well, you know, there's still that like whole theory. That, oh yeah, that uh, he didn't write everything. Yeah, right. It was kind of like the whole. Um, Thomas Edison thing where he just embodied everybody else's yeah. shit. Which is actually pretty cool. <laughs> what is that? Whoa. Oh, no, I think that's just like the the like old English way of saying William. Gay man Shakespeare. Yeah, you must. Hey, that's how that girl wrote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, that, that's a Latin word for William. Yeah. Okay, well, I would have kept that name. That's a lot cooler. Gilius. Gulilms, Gulilimus, Gilmus, Yeah, but yeah, there's that whole theory that Shakespeare never wrote any of his stuff. Just like um, Columbus didn't discover America, and um, what's their face? Benjamin. They even say Benjamin Franklin didn't even discover electricity. Because do not, don't even. You better not. Tesla's laboratory was burned down. Brother, I'm a patriot. That's all I'm wait, saying. Wait, Tesla hey, was I'm way... A patriot. Wait a minute. That was Tesla. way after, dog. <laughs> no, man. Tesla was like the 1800s. Yeah, <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> well, they but, say Tesla's thing was burned down 200 t- years later. It was burned down. <laughs> now, that has to do with like General Electric and shit and uh, them charging us for electricity because they say Tesla had the key to free electricity. Yeah, like that Tesla I mean, coil that's way out there yeah, off 35. Well, yeah. Where the fuck is my free electricity then? Well, that's what I was telling Brock the other day. Is like It's not like there's money being poured into something to cause this electricity to come. It no. could all be free if they made it that way, but they Honestly, don't. Honestly, the only thing they're actually pouring money into in electricity-wise is... Like maintenance uh, and upkeep of... Maintenance, the- upkeep, and possibly a more effective... and. No, they're not. <laughs> no, know. they're not. Got they're it. not even fixing the grid in Texas, and they, oh, everyone in the in their mother is against solar panels. So no, they're not. No, they're not. What well, fuck the sun, man? The sun's killing us. Yeah. The Why sun, are we gonna yeah. try and? I mean, harness that. Venus, Texas, is getting a whole fucking solar panel farm. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. It is cool, but that's not gonna happen everywhere. Man. No, no, definitely not. People are somewhat still going to resort back to the dinosaur juice. Dinosaur juice. But, all right, well, Mason, how much time we got? I'm pretty sure with our three failed takes, we got so over an hour. 42 here, probably oh, Okay. Wow. 20 minutes on the last one and probably 40 minutes on the first one. I, don't I was going to say, we're close to two hours on this, I'm yeah, pretty sure. I don't think 20 minutes on the last one. The last one was like 10 yeah. minutes, but... You know the deal, Cody. Yeah, well, I don't know if you actually know the deal, but... Is it a song? Any song. Any oh, song. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Any song We're unmonetized, it. baby. Dude. No money. Uh, let me make sure I'm pulling up the right song. I, I don't had, get paid I had a for feeling my that art. this was what was going to happen. Oh, yeah, brother. Based on the last time I was on. 
Did we let you play a song? Can't remember. Um, on one of the times, yeah, and I did. Uh, oh, what's his fucking name? The fucking bipolar dude. Oh god damn, I can't remember his name. Oh yeah, I, Rocky I, Erickson. I yeah, did uh, yeah, yeah, "Sweet yeah, Honey" yeah. by uh, Rocky Erickson. I'm in Rocky Erickson. Rocky Erickson and the yeah. So uh, this album just came out in the past couple weeks. It's by a band that I found uh, back on MySpace back in the day. Oh. Um, yeah, dude. And uh, I've wow. just been I've been following them for a long ass time. And the initial thing that got me into him is just the way that the the vocalist writes his lyrics. If you've ever read "On the Road" by Jack Kerouac, it's um, heard the name. Like I can't say that that book impacted me in the sense that like what the source material was was like, oh man, this makes me think. But like the way that he wrote, it was very like first person, almost like a biography. Or like a documentary type thing. Yeah. To where you could feel like you were there in the moment with the way that he explained things. And that's how I feel like whenever I listen to the lyrics of these songs. It's just like I can I've never maybe necessarily been in the situations that he's writing about, but I can evoke the situation that he's in and the feelings that he's having and like correlate them to other things that I felt. And uh so yeah, this is by a band called The Wonder Years and it's called Oldest Daughter. The wonder or one? Wonder. Wonder. Okay. Nice. I like it. Unknown people. Song? Uh, Oldest daughter. Here we go. The wonder years with oldest daughter. Lyric video.
Bad day to be Madeline. Bad day to be Madeline, buddy. Damn. Yep. Well, Rough life to be Madeline, apparently. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Broken legs and can't swim. Shit. <laughs> no, but. That was a right. pretty good song, though. Yeah, yeah. pretty good song. Yeah, Check like, out. all their songs are like that, where he just, like, he writes a narrative, and they put it to music. It's kind of like in the, it's in the realm of pop punk, obviously. Yeah. But, like, a little bit more like power pop. Yeah variant type thing and like i you can hear that on the radio oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. stuff when he says light that fucker up <laughs> yeah, oh, right, yeah it's gonna right. be light that <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just yeah like a lot of their <laughs> lyrics are just like fucking like it's powerful like this whole album it's called um the what is the fucking name of the album um the hum goes on forever and like mm. the album is uh it's a singer just like read songs about like depression and things like that and battling it and like having kids and things like that and just like talking about depression but like letting his parents know like hey I'm I'm okay I'm just depressed like I still love you and whatnot there's a lot of great songs on there he talks yeah. about writing songs about death all the time which is how he copes with the world around him yeah. and like they've got a lot of studio studio albums and I I can't recommend them enough they're a good time yeah wow the Wonder great. Years can always count on cody to recommend the outsider quote-unquote music and give us good lengthy podcasts so appreciate you cody coming on yeah. round of applause come on give it up osiris give it up give it up clap your goddamn hands yes. black man clap so pause, boy. closing remarks love everyone hopefully we vote wait check the voting polls please Maybe we'll get some bombshell news dropped right here. On Come on, the... Gilmas, give us some good news. Come on, Gilmas, Shakespeare. And here we go. It's mm. worse. It's <laughs> it's getting worse. Yep. Yep. Well, there we go. Hey, there I'm, you have it. You know, on the a positive note, to hell. on a positive note, just in this podcast, I want to talk about that bit that we we're uh, discussing in the car when we we're talking about cats. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the the fact that the cat gene pool is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like and, if whenever a cat is giving birth to cats, like you have yeah. no idea what's going to come out. Like, hey, there's a an orange cat. There's a tabby cat. There's a black cat. Like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. And then how weird that would be for like a white lady to pop out an Asian kid or a Mexican kid and or yeah, like you're having triplets, like oh, you're having an Asian kid, you're having a black kid, you're having a Mexican. (laughs) You got the trifecta. (laughs) And then the gender reveal party is like, and then uh, talking down here, people do like Tannerite, yeah, uh, gender reveals where like they shoot a box of Tannerite and then like a plume of like blue, blue or pink smoke comes out, but. then you shoot the box and like a Chinese comes back. So I was like, some Chinese streamers come out or something <laughs> like <laughs> Like one of those uh, Chinese New Year dragons comes out. It <laughs> just expands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but figure out the cat gene pool. How does it work? Can we control it? Can we control it? Can we control the human gene pool? Nope. Probably not. Maybe we AI can. Yeah, we can't even control Texas. Fuck it to hell. Texas sucks. We're going to California, baby. But hey, at least uh, Dallas. Shit, at least Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, El Paso seem to know what's going on. You know yeah. the place where people live. Yeah, safe for political um, refugees there, I guess. Or hey, tie back to the one year. Some people have all the luck. Some people gotta live. Yeah, you know what I'm saying <laughs> some people gotta live. Yeah. All right, greedy Republicans get their way yet again. 
Cody gave us another great podcast yet uh. again. Um, great time. Push the button.